before I come here, and then I just sit in this chair for two hours. I stand up, and my legs are like, oh. <laughs> it's like jello. Yes, I'm like, oh. All right, that. we are recording. I'm petting Daisy. I don't Daisy. have time. <laughs> Welcome to the family with Cassie Schrader, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Melissa Bernard. A couple of special guests coming up. Uh, their 2021 I Mom So Hard. Yes. What is what I Mom? So you know what I Mom So Hard Well, is. they're kind of like a viral sensation. Uh, they're comedians that are moms. So they just kind of joke and have like, like conversations about being a mom and just the funny crap that comes along with it. And I totally get it because I just spent a whole year being a teacher <laughs> to a third grader. And I, I have so much funny crap <laughs> well, they're gonna be on. I, I could write a book <laughs> they're gonna be at the state theater at seven o'clock on february 24th mm-hmm. so we'll talk to Kristen hensley and jen smedley coming up right after this with the family tommy how long have you been at kq 36 years now wow that's loyalty well if i'm completely honest it isn't the company that i'm loyal to it's the listeners I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. 
There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Special guests Kristen Hensley and Jen Smedley of the 2021 I Mom So Hard Getaway Tour, a newly launched wine wine collaboration. Wait a minute. With Paso Robles winemaker Marty Spate (laughs) called Accomplice. So mom uh, gets boozed up and takes care of the kids, huh, Kristen and Jen? (laughs) That's how it should be. Yeah. That the plan? Hi, thanks for having us. There you it's are. a pleasure to have you. I Mom So Hard began as a popular web series by real-life best friends, comedians, and moms, Kristen and Jen, one night over a glass of wine and many tears of frustration. These two friends decided to tell a different kind of story with a camera, two husbands, a babysitter, and bottomless mimosas. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of boozing going on in here so far, you two. Parenting's hard. <laughs> there's actually, there's actually not, but we, uh, we have... We've actually noticed that, like, once you're, um, you don't have time as a mom, and once you're done with, at the end of your day, if you get a chance to, like, sit out on your uh, driveway with your neighbor and relax and rehash the day, it's nice to have a delicious wine. So that's why we came up with Accomplice. I think it's Accomplice. I want to hear about Accomplice. Now, are you, how do you know so much about wine, Kristen and Jen? like to say that we're professional tasters um, <laughs> okay um over the years we've been fortunate you know it depends on where we're at sometimes you're like hey a four dollar bottle is all you can get that's what you're gonna get but we decided after many years of uh tasting wines that we would come up with a wine that we felt like not only represented friendship and sort of womanhood but also tasted really good and didn't break the bank so that was our our goal and it's really kind of been this like magical experience because we do make a lot of jokes about drinking wine but when you get to do it it, at least for us we're like hey let's have a glass together we'll uh, you know and then that's kind of it it's it's a ritual and it's a way to say like the day is over and you've done a good job and uh you get to kind of enjoy yourself so it's really nice i think it's one i want you both to do me a favor before the end of this interview since you, uh, you know, Paso Robles winemaker Marty Spade and you are, are your partners now, I would I need each of you before this is over to to basically mimic Orson Welles and go, oh, the French. <laughs> what do you think? Is your wine fermented in the bottle? <laughs> is your wine fermented in the bottle, I Jen and Chris? I am famous for my Orson Welles impression. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. Quite the talent. Oh, it's quite the talent. No yeah. doubt about it. Well, very quickly, this will only take 30 seconds. Last time I was in Los Angeles, well, yes, it probably was many years ago. Uh, I was doing some voiceover at Buzzies, and I walking in there, and, and there's Orson Welles, and he, he comes out. And then I ran into him later on at Malmaison. He had not one, but two magnums of champagne. Not bottles, two magnums of champagne oh, for himself. Way to go, Orson. Orson was going to have a little booze that night. <laughs> and I walked over to the table, and I said, you probably don't know them yet. But, you know, with that much wine on your table, you remind me of Kristen and Jen. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving forward. So he's a big fan. He's very into mom comedy. He's so he's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you just used a phrase I like mom comedy because I was raised by my mother and my sisters my wife and I have a son who's on this is a family podcast uh, my wife is on it our son's on it our daughter's on it daughter-in-law's on it and close family friends on it there are four women and two men so now there are six women and two men what the hell are we going to do Andy mm, do our best yeah that's all you can do is do your best sounds like you're really organized over there, I bet. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're, yes, we're very organized. happening over there. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you going to do? I don't know, succeed? Follow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> say, be better? Like, that's what you're going to get from having six women around you. It's going to be just, I don't know, awesomeness. There's nothing wrong with You know, i got to read a line because we're going to joke around on and have a good time, but I love this line, and I really do. Kristen and Jen decided to speak openly about their fears and failures and prove that the only way to survive motherhood is through laughter and friendship. That's a wonderfully sweet line, don't you think? Oh, thanks. Well, Well, we were really lucky to have each other when um, when we became parents. Kristen was the brave one who had her son Finn first, and... I, I didn't know how it would change our friendship. I thought it meant, like, we would sort of, like, part ways. and But really it meant that, like, we kind of needed each other more because you, you want somebody that you can, like, commiserate with and skip the details and just, like, get right to the heart of things with. So we were lucky that we had each other. So we started doing the videos, like, five years ago and, and didn't know what the response would be. But lo and behold, millions of women were like, yep, I feel the exact same way. And, and some of them don't have a good friend to commiserate with, so they have us. Well, see, now, that's not, that, it's a community service. All you do is give, 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 right? Well, I uh, mean, we treat ourselves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we're just, uh, we, we, we believe in buying ourselves presents. That's <laughs> a phenomenal idea. I deserve this. <laughs> yes, I deserve a present, no question. Yeah. Um, a question I do have for you now, Kristen, Jen, you can, you can answer together or separately. Have you ever been in the state of Minnesota in February? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, I, I don't even need to hear the question. I'd like to give the answer. Um, Jen and I are originally from Nebraska. So oh, okay. I think Jen and I actually thought, like, oh, we 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 remember what it's like to be in the cold. We've been in LA for a long time, but we were like, you know what? We have to fly back to Minneapolis because we were working with um, YoPlay on our first tour. Oh, sure. So they wanted to fly us into um, their home office, and we flew in in February. And I think we were even doing a live show that night, if memory serves. But either way, I bought a puffer coat in about four seconds. <laughs> like, like, my hands were, like, perfect, and then I think Jen was, like, huddled in a ball crying. And, like, yeah. I get it. It's a different kind I of thing. I went to uh, down a hill. I was like, I can't control myself. Everybody, I... We were disasters in February in Minneapolis. It was, And everybody's so happy. Well, not the people I know. But, yeah, yeah. We, I was about to say, you should have seen Catherine's face. She just went, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> no, that's not correct. <laughs> Pretty much can't take it either. I don't know. It's never bothered me. Ugh. With the cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most, I don't know. It's like, I don't get bothered. Yeah. It seems to be like half of Minnesotans can't wait to get to Florida in the winter. <laughs> and the other half are like, oh, boy, six feet of snow. Yeah. You're the well, nuts we always laugh. 
guys are so tough and we we always laugh because we always say like you can tell when our people visit LA because A, they're either wearing the sports team of their town right. and or they're wearing a tank top in March. Yeah. Which is our winter. Mm-hmm. And you let's play hockey. Some songs and we're like, but this is skirt season, and we're wearing like a like an ironic winter coat. But you guys are like handling the frozen tundra. Mm-hmm. Not all of us. I'm well. First of all, listen to my voice. Do I sound like I like to ski? <laughs> I mean, I'm not making judgments. You seem very calm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, well, you don't know me that well. I'm not that good, especially when I sit down and drink. I don't also, like to ski either. I'm going to have a little accomplice and get all all angry and act like a lunatic. What do you think? That's great. <laughs> she just laughs. I like to stay at the lodge by the fire and have a nice drink. I'm not much uh, of a skier type. How great is that to sit in front of a fire at a lodge, have a glass of wine with your buddies, your family, whatever you got? That's a wonderful thought. It is. It's the best. I just don't want to have to do all the work of putting it. And to ski with kids is impossible. Mine just, like, lay in the snow and cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so does Jen. No snow angels? I'm not far from them either. So now how do well, you, you guys always work together? Is that how you can pull all the stuff off with the with the wine and the, and the you know, the broadcast and the, and the, the stage performance? Do you always work together? Well, I mean, that's what's been really one of the, I think the most remarkable things about what has happened to Jed and I is that we very quickly realized that, like, we went from having this wonderful friendship to have to being in business together. And then things you're like, oh, my gosh, this is a totally different world that we're experiencing. But we found out very quickly that it's really awesome to be in business together because, A, you're, you stand up for each other in a way that is sort of hard to do for yourself. Um, because we are both moms, we very quickly prioritize what's important to us, and it's the same for each of us. And we both work really hard. So we never question if the other one is keeping up or there's never – you just can assume if I'm working hard, she's working hard. So it always feels, like, really wonderful in that way. And then behind the scenes, we have Casey, who is on our team, and she helps us with all the, the – the stuff that's, that's really the minutiae and the hard stuff and scheduling. So we have people behind the scenes, but really it becomes this team of us that um, then we can divvy up the work between the two of us too. So then, um, you know, Jen can work on editing and I can work on something else. And it's just a balancing act. It's been, it's been really awesome in that way. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. You kind of see that's something I have a problem with today is you guys figured it out the two of you figured out how to fit all the pieces together so it works well for everybody. People have a really hard time doing that, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to make an effort trying to make an effort." It's like, "Well, this is going to be tough. It's going to be very difficult, right?" Well, we always say that like the the two of us uh, are what marriage probably should be because. Uh, our marriages are great. We love our husbands, and they're super supportive of what we're doing. They think it's really cool. But I tell you what, I care about what Kristen feels. You know, I speak for to her in a respectful way, uh, which, you know, doesn't always happen in your actual yeah. marriage. Right. Uh, Even more of a shorthand. <laughs> funny you say that because I would just like to say that my husband put the trash bins 
behind my car this morning, and I ran them over. Oh. And I can tell you 100% that my partner, Jen, would never have done that because she would have been thoughtful nope. and courteous. And my husband, <laughs> I literally was like, I want to marry Jen and not you. That's who I want to marry. So I, I just want to say our marriage is the best thing I've got going right now. Well, I'm glad to. I'm glad to hear that. Absolutely. Now, I, I want to hear about the babies. Now, Dougie, do you each have one child? Do you, how many children do you have? This is Kristen. I have two. My son is Finn. He's ten, and my daughter Eleanor is eight. Ten and eight, Jen. And I have an eight-year-old who is uh, six weeks uh, older than and than Kristen's eight-year-old, and then I have a um, uh, six-year-old who I always forget. The reason I ask you that is now when you two are on the road, is it really hard to be away from your little babies? It it was very hard in the beginning. Like we, yeah. we were so little and it's that you're you're really they miss you and you miss them and um we have this again because we're in a partnership we very quickly found out that it was that four-day mark where you really started to feel the ache. Like, yeah. oh, man, I really missed it. This is, I'm certain my head isn't in this. Like, it, my heart hurts. Like, so we just have now, and now that they're older <laughs> and more difficult, it's way better being away. Right. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. You can say it. It doesn't make you a bad mother. It's okay. I agree. I think that's a wonderful way to put it. Well, you know, it's not that big a deal to be away from the kids, to tell you the truth, Tom. But other than that... Everyone needs a break. I suppose that's true. No, but I, the reason I Everybody ask you that... needs a break. ...is after all this time, um, you know, working with my wife and our son and our daughter, it's the first time I was able to do it. We started eight, nine years ago, but I've been, I've been in radio for 50 years and spent a lot of time away from the family, and it's just ni- it's nice working with them. For me, I love it. I'm sure. What, how wonderful. No, it is. There's no. You notice that none of the three of them are piping up going, yeah, Tom, we really love you, too. We're still not, on the fence. Not a word. We're still on the fence. <laughs> oh, they're still on the fence. Mm-hmm. Okay. So having Kristen and Jen on, do you think that'll push you over the fence one way or the other? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen and Jen, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, the way she's looking at me. I can't, you know, I can't really tell. I, who was it? Both of your ideas at the same time, you're kind of going, I know exactly what you're thinking. Or who came up with the idea of, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we work together? Why don't we get a winery? Why don't we fly all over the country and appear in that February 24th? All that stuff sort of manifested over time. But it was Jen's original, like, it, it was a really thing uh, at night. Like, she came over and we, she was in the throes of, like, nursing. She had toddler dashle. I had preschool thin he got caught cussing at school dashel was giving her a run for her money we both felt like we were just getting our um butts kicked by motherhood and and we were sitting and we were both comedians before we uh had kids but we were we knew like there's there's no bigger cooler to your like comedy life or your social life than kids so we were each other's social social time and and we were sitting at the counter and we had a glass of wine and and we were both crying and laughing and crying and laughing. And we were like, why doesn't anybody tell you it's like that? <laughs> so then um, we did. So Jen was like, we should make a video. And I go, that sounds great. 
And then that is kind of all we knew. Then we approached the video like we were going to be really peppy and happy, which is the opposite of how we felt because we both, Jen had been nursing all night. I had like a cystic acne from my period. And we <laughs> were peppy, peppy and then and then Jen introduced her daughter's name and she forgot it. And so when she introduced her daughter, she didn't, really couldn't remember her name. Oh, and God. our entire shoot that day, that was the thing we kept. And we were like, this is the thing that we're going to show to see if this works. And sure enough, like, well, we ended up, we didn't even have a Facebook page at the time. We had our own personal Facebook pages and we got like, I don't know, like 15,000 views. We were like, we, what? We don't even know this many people. Why is everybody? And then we were like, oh, this is, this is working. This is a thing and it's a place. And, and we took it from there. What's sort it? of the magic of that video was, like any good friend, uh, Kristen just laughed unmercifully at me and wouldn't let it go that I had forgotten my second-born's <laughs> name. So I, I think that what resonated with people was that, like, you're going to make mistakes as a parent, as a human, and you got to be able to laugh at them a little bit. So mm -hmm. that, that's sort of where the magic happened, I think. Yeah. Well, I got mine. I took my pants. So I, Jennifer's was like, you don't get to just laugh at her. We're going to, we're going to serve this up for you full, full and, uh, uh, of happiness. And I, I peed through my pants. It was worth it. I, I, it was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. And I, I, I enjoy it. You know, forgetting your child's name is not that big a deal because my <laughs> lovely wife, Catherine, just got back. And again, our son's name is Andy. He's a couple years older than Alex, our daughter. So when Catherine would get upset at one of them, she'd always do this. Damn it, Al Andy. <laughs> she put the two names together. I did. It was always Ann Alex. <laughs> Ann Alex. Or, or Ann Alex. Ann Alex or yeah. Al Andy. <laughs> uh, I just like to do it. I'm like, you. 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 <laughs> I don't this know one. your name. You. Yep. Yep. It, it happens a lot more with, uh, I think. I call mine. Oh, children that are. Sorry, have the I same. I call mine by the. That's okay. Dog's name all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I used to go through every every animal mm -hmm. and critter in the yeah. house. We, <laughs> yeah. we lived on a, yeah. a farm, so we had a lot of animals, too. Uh, yes. We did, yeah. Uh, so at one point, we had, what, four? Did we ever have five dogs? I don't think so. No. We had four dogs. We had, like, five cats. Yeah. Probably seven horses. Gerbils. Parakeets. Yeah, we had quite a few animals on our property, <laughs> so there was a lot of names to cycle I through. I know, and I'd be like, I just can't come up with anybody's name. <laughs> then, of course, uh, Kristen and Jen, we made a huge mistake. Well, actually, it was our daughter, Alex, that we got a new dog several years ago, and she wanted us to name it Jude. He's a little uh, Cavalier King Charles. She wanted us to name it Jude. He's in the room so right did. now. He's in the room right now, as a matter of fact. But you know what the problem with the name is? We spend a lot of time in uh, in West Palm Beach, in the Palm Beach area in Florida, and if you, you there's no worse place to yell out the name of a dog like that, because a lot of New Yorkers, maybe maybe some Jewish people, <laughs> and you're out there going Jude, <laughs> and they're like their heads spin around. Uh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you have no idea how much I can relate to this because <laughs> I have a dog whose nickname is Juke, and everybody is like, who's that crazy lady standing in the backyard screaming? 
We have the same problem. I know, yeah. so when I do it, when I do say it out in it public, is. I go, Judah. Judah. <laughs> Judah. Yeah. Although that's no better, to tell no. you the truth. That's Speaking. smart. I don't know why I don't say Jupiter, but to be fair, they hear me screaming all kinds of crazy things mm-hmm. in my backyard, like <laughs> my kids and, and husband, so yes. it's white noise. It's like your friend whose uh, son nicknamed Nickers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That wasn't a good idea. No. Oh. Well, you know who that was? Kristen and Jen, I don't know if you know Dave Mordahl or not very famous. Oh, right, yeah, that was Mordahl. It was Dave Mordahl. He names his son Nick. And he called him Knickers because he was a little kid. And, and when he'd get lost, like in the supermarket, he'd start screaming, oh. Knickers. <laughs> Not a good idea. Good. Unfortunate. I'm looking well, for Knickers and Jude. really good about making sure we didn't pick any names that rhymed with anything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he is a who has a daughter named Huntley, and he was like, we cannot name mm-hmm. our daughter Huntley. No. No. No, 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 you cannot. No, <laughs> no it's too cannot. easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honest to God. But isn't it great? I mean, look at this. You're, you're doing comedy. You're doing what you love. You have great families. You got the kids. What the hell? You got your own wine. I mean, life is grand, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> I, uh... There's some room for improvement, but overall, we're doing pretty great. No, it's, you got to wake up. Well, I have to say too that like this, this crazy journey is like we didn't expect this at all. We thought like, ah, oh, maybe we'll make a, a, a couple moms in a similar situation laugh. But like uh, the moms, especially the Midwestern moms, have been so dang supportive of us. Mm-hmm. They like come to every show. They buy every book. It's like. We have to give the credit to like where the credit's due, and it's it's been just really cool support from a bunch of women out there. Couple yeah, it's mostly it's, the moms. Definitely, it definitely warms your heart when you think about um, that. You know, I think women get a bad rap, and we've always said like women get kind of a bad rap that there's mommy wars or there's like cattiness between them, and we know that happens, but. In our experience, all that's happened is we've had this growing party and everybody seems to be getting along pretty well. Like, we're just very proud of our crowd. We're proud of um, everybody getting through the last, you know, 18 months in the way that they have and that there's still this want and hope to get happy and to connect. And and we're just, we're very proud of of everybody and, and grateful as well. Well, it sounds like your husbands are supportive too. I hope that's the case. Yeah, they're awesome. They are. Except for the trash bins. <laughs> well, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we sort of married smartly in that um, our husbands are also, they're funny guys. You know, they're in some way have an expertise in being able to help us do what we do. Like, my husband, like, set up the camera and directed us. And Kristen's husband's a comedian, so he helped us get our live show, like, in, in working order and directed it. And so... They, they think what we're doing is really cool, and um, they've, they've been awesome about it. And they're also, like, not an old-timey dad that, like, has a scotch at the end of the day and reads the paper. They're, like, fully invested. In, like, Kristen's husband's a, what, backer coach right now? Basketball coach or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's coaching everything. They're, they're really, they're really they have been super supportive. And I think we see that a lot from a lot of moms and dads these days. It's pretty awesome, actually. It is, absolutely, because, yeah, not, what would be worse than a 
man coming home and sitting there reading the paper and being like, you deal with everything, honey. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? You, no okay. wonder all those 1950s housewives yes. were all on quaaludes. Yeah. <laughs> Day drinking. Right. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> no. Oh, matter of fact, you're gonna, about three minutes from now, you'll be doing it again, so it all works out again. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Um, yeah, we, we gotta, I also do a, a morning show. We've got to have you guys on the morning show before you come to town on February 24th at the State Theater, by the way. Have you ever been to the State Theater? Yes. Gorgeous. Yeah. Wait, gorgeous. Yeah. No, you really good crowds. Minnesota crowds are crowds. Oh, yeah, no question. Minnesotans love their comedy. There's no question about it. They like two things. They like comedy and to stab you in the back. Those are the two things Minnesotans love right there. Well. <laughs> I, think, I thought I you were going to say cowboy beers. Beer. <laughs> yes, cowboy beers. I yeah. forgot that part. Yes, no question. Kristen Ensley and Jen yeah. Smedley, ladies and gentlemen, they will be here February 24th at the State Theater, 7 o'clock show. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen a show at the State Theater, and that's not to say that Kristen and Jen wouldn't be phenomenal anyway, but the theater makes it even better. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, I, seriously, uh, we need to have you on the morning show. We'd love to talk to you on the morning show, so I will ask somebody We'd to reach it. out to you. We'd love- Thanks for having us, too. We'd love for you guys to all come out to the show, too. Sounds good to me. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for having us, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Kristen Ensley, Jen Smedley, we'll be right back with the fam. Hey, it's Tom, and thanks to Profile, I've lost over 100 pounds. Yeah, that's right, over 100 pounds. I've been talking about Profile, and I'm telling you, I feel fantastic. Profile helped me, and they can help you, too. So now that I've lost that weight, it's time to maintain and keep the weight off. You've heard me talk about Danette, who helped me lose the weight. She's now guiding me to maintain keeping the weight off. She's been incredible. And I can't thank her enough. She is great. You should really reach out today. Profile will set you up with a free, no-obligation consultation. No reason to wait any longer. Like I said, it's an absolutely free consultation. Check them out at ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. And if you use the promo code Tom Barnard, you will save $100 on your Profile membership. Reach out today. You'll be glad you did. Check out ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. That's ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I thought Kristen Hensley and Jen Smedley were very, very funny, very nice people. Very, we like moms yes. anyway. 
Absolutely. And they're in the like, thick of it with eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds mm-hmm. that are just getting those nice little hormones. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh, Max. He's going to be 10 in January. Man, is he sassy sometimes. I just, like, I want to look at him. and I'm, I make him feel guilty. I do with the mother's guilt. Oh, I'm like, why are you taking it out on me? What did I do to Andy you? Andy was impervious. You're making me upset, making me <laughs> yeah. feel bad. And he'll, like, look at me and he's like, I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it worked. Yeah. And then he's I remember, nice to me. Yeah, I remember when you were 12, I think you grunted at me for an entire oh year. Oh, my gosh, you were so ridiculous <laughs> for a while. Grunting. Yeah. Andy, like how you doing today? <laughs> you go in the basement and just like, scream and turned swear. turned into a cave person. <laughs> that a yeah. little whipped yeah. up, did he? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. be in the basement screaming and swearing. Yeah, it seems like the hormones either make them like want to mm-hmm. go out and run and get rid of all that extra energy, or it makes them kind of mad. Run. I was like me. Yeah, I was like, kids, I need to go. They have to like, handle I was in it in different dance. ways. I in, yep. I had, in oh, junior yeah, high, right. I was in like 7,000 yeah. things. I was in soccer. I was in swimming. I was in dance. Yeah. I rode horses. I was, <coughs> yeah. yeah. I was in everything I, I possibly could because I was just like, I, there's, I need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my one, Charlie, my super active sports kid, he just broke his femur. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how he, and he's walking. That's a really hard break. <laughs> well, he, he has a hairline fracture right at the bottom of the femur where it meets the knee. Mm. So oh. luckily I just took him to an orthopedic doctor. No surgery is needed. You just got to let it heal. So he's wow. bummed that I, I said, look, at least it happened your freshman year and not yeah. your varsity year. Because right. he, he wants, he, I mean, he's hell bent on being an NFL player. He wants to go to oh. college to play football. Is he huge? He is 14 and he's already at six foot. Yep, he's huge. Okay. And the doctor was like, you have a lot of growth plate left in your knees. And I'm like, oh, so they're talking that he could probably be 6'4", 6'5". It's like, I have a niece that's 14 and she's 6'2". I know. The wow. only, I'm like, what? The only the only one that's still under me is, is Max, and I'm so, I'm sure he's going to shoot up here one of these days too. And, I did ninety percent yeah. of my growing between the ages of like ten and twelve. Yeah, oh. you grew a ton really fast. Yeah, you did. All yeah. of a sudden, I just grew like two feet. He in went two to school. Years. He went on the bus. Went to school. Normal sized. <laughs> Came back one day. And I was like, who's that man walking down mm-hmm. my driveway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he grew at school. <laughs> it's amazing how fast, especially boys, how fast they shoot up. It's just yeah. like, Yeah, wow. they seem to have less steady growth spurts. It's like all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, well, girls, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why girls are often taller than boys yeah. in, young, when yeah. they're like, young. And then all of a sudden they turn 13 and mm-hmm. then they're like towering over everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember going back to school in like junior high and being like, oh my gosh, why? what happened to the boys? Mm-hmm. They're so much taller. I know. And it's... that's when you were like, what happened to the boys? <laughs> I know. Oh, hey. They're so much cuter, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, because man. I think it is a tall, like when they shoot up and they're tall, that's when girls are like, oh, oh, so you're not just yeah. gross. You're not, a little, yeah. you're not a little gross boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's taller, that's shorter I'm than a tall What's gross that gangly, boy? Yeah, yucky, <laughs> yucky gangly. couple of weird yeah. hairs oh, growing yeah. out of their yeah. lip age. Oh, it's like, gosh. those kids I know, I tell cute. my boy, I'm like, You're lucky shade. that I never had any desire to grow a mustache when I was a teenager. No. Yeah. A lot of teenagers do, and it never looks good. It's I had the Fu Manchu. When you were 14... What? In high school, I doubt if you even had yeah, hair on you your face. Even. You barely I'm have not a very any hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was 19. I was 19. Yeah, 19. I yeah, not in high school. God, we have Tiger Carver on the phone. Do you have a Fu Manchu, sir? <laughs> 
Oh, God, I still can't grow a mustache. <laughs> Me either. I couldn't okay. back then, can't do it now. Pretty much Got true. a question for Kathy. Yeah. When you were uh, dating the dickhead. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Aptly named. Yeah, well, um, being the father of a teenage daughter, Ooh. is there anything, you know, granted she's not dating yet, but anything that would be like a mood change or... Uh, How were you at home that your parents could have picked up on if they were looking for Yeah, that's a good question. Well, as a parent now, um, one thing to look out for is the isolation aspect. Like, is she spending all of her time? Like, if she were to have friends and spend time with friends, and all of a sudden that starts to slow down or stop, and she's just hanging out with one person all the time, that could be a sign. Um, Just kind of a melancholy demeanor, just like not the same. I mean, I know teenagers go through all these different stages of emotions and and actions, and, you know, one minute they're happy, and the next minute their whole world's falling apart, and they're just, everything's awful. Um, I get that with teens, but there's patterns that you you know each child and a parent knows their kids patterns so if there's like a a deviation or if any of that changes that could be a clue um because when i was with him he would tell me who i could hang out with i don't like your friend i don't want you hanging out with that person anymore so and then i would i would listen i wouldn't i would cut those people out of my life and next thing i know he is the only person in my little world you know and that's one thing that i think parents can probably pick up real easily mm-hmm. because they they watch they're with their child every day so they know what's going on you know maybe not specifics but they know what they do right. on a daily basis right. they know they go to these friends' houses after school <laughs> or hang out at the mall with this group of friends if that just stops there might be something going on okay that cool. would thank you you're welcome <laughs> I think you should bring them ice cream. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Another, another tip is to live really far away from everything. Yeah. You have to spend loads of time in the car because your kids will talk to you eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, told, yeah, I, I used to get mom, a lot of information yeah. from Alex just oh, yes. being in the car so much, driving her to all her stuff. Yes. Going on all like, the time. what? How come I didn't get it? Oh, my no, God. Nothing was ever so, happening to me. It was no. always like other friends well and i mean i used to talk to you guys about absolutely everything Mm -hmm. i used to tell them all the bad things that happened to kids in high school it's like this kid got in with this group of people and la 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 and this kid took uh, quaaludes and drank Mm -hmm. and did never wake up you got to be careful things do happen to kids in your age group i used to tell them all that stuff and a lot of parents just don't talk to their kids about the bad bad parts of life that my parents really didn't do that with me no so they you know they didn't tell me about abuse or you know right. any of that kind of stuff and it's probably because you know and i'm surprised though because my mom's first marriage she went through that oh and she never talked about it with me until mm. i was an adult it's a lot of shame involved mm. with it. oh yeah. a lot of shame mm-hmm. you feel like an idiot for staying you feel you know and that's one thing that people are like why don't you know why don't you leave you know you deserve it you stayed and you know whatever but it's like no that's not how it works no. you know yeah. trust me if everybody could just up and leave there wouldn't be a problem with domestic violence right right so people have no resources whatsoever yeah especially when you're in a marriage and you have kids and you mm-hmm. feel stuck financially mm-hmm. it's hard to just pick up and just go absolutely you know so yeah. between the two of you how many girls do you have 
Dave and I? Yeah. I have no biological girls. I didn't think so. I have all boys, which I, I mm-hmm. love. I, lo- I love having boys. I'm such a tomboy, I wouldn't know what to do with girls. When Dave and I got together, they were kind of preteen, and now they're teenagers. And I, I, I can relate to them and everything, but I'm just like, I don't know what to do the girly stuff with them. I just yeah. don't. It's just not my thing. But I do talk to them about boys and what I went through. I'm very honest with my kids. And my boys know what I went through when I was in high school, and, I, and I've been talking to the girls about it, too, because I want them to know the signs that if they start, you know, because they're getting to the dating age. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Pacey's going to be 17, Ripley's going to be 15, and, you know, I talk to them and say, hey, look out for these type of, of issues with boys, um, you know, because a lot of times that's where it starts. It starts in in high school and then they break up and then a lot of times the girls end up finding the same type of guy and it's just a cycle with different men that they go through and if I hopefully if I catch it early enough with them and tell them the signs and what to look out for that hopefully they don't fall into a pattern like that and become dependent yep. on men that are going to treat them like crap yep keep talking to them yep mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what i do I'm yeah very i was open gonna i was gonna say i mean obviously i'm not a mom and well i'm gonna be oh, but, yeah. but um one one thing my mom tried to do with mm-hmm. me was to talk to me a lot but when i was a teenager i was like mm-hmm. you know, i don't want to talk about any of this well, no, but of course not. just but the, you still listen just like mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. talk to your daughter um, just make just to make sure check in like mm-hmm. make sure things are going well like don't you don't need to like push and prod you know like some because then they're gonna do what you don't want them to do because mm-hmm. teenagers are dumb well <laughs> not but, only that too yeah. I mean like even if you're a parent of a boy and you feel like there's something going wrong with your boy get your kid help right you know so he doesn't become an abuser and oh, stuff like yeah. that yeah. and even men grown men that know that they abuse their their significant other if they feel i mean you guys need to seek help too and say hey you know i have anger issues i don't know why i'm doing this but i'm doing it seek help find a therapist find mm-hmm. a psychiatrist mm-hmm. find out why you are beating your wife on a daily basis why you feel like you need to put her down all the time to make yourself feel better there's an issue there and and it's you know, and of course, with men, there's that stigma about going to see a therapist, and it's you know the pussy I think way so out. Still? Oh yeah, oh, really? Oh, really? Oh yeah, really? I think so. Still. Huh. Yeah, there's that, that stigma really about, about men. You know, oh, I'll tough it out. You know, I'm fine. I don't need medication. I don't need to talk to anybody. Except for it's alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. a different. I don't need medication. Mm-hmm. Glug glug. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you know, uh, no, you do. You're you're self medicating right now. Right. And <laughs> so, you know, the, I think the huge uh, uh, solution to domestic violence and the problems that we have is communication, talking, being open about it, letting people know that there's help, reaching out to people that you think might need help, and get them the help that they need. You know. Well, and like therapy's not only for like I'm a very big proponent of therapy is mm-hmm. like just a if you can afford it you should do it mm-hmm. type thing because it's yeah, just but that's because so your mom was cuckoo for cocoa exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> always um, the mother always like, the mother you know in I have friends that went to therapists when they were teenagers because they had a boyfriend and they had a rough relationship I never had any friends that were physically abused but there was some 
a little like emotional mm-hmm. abuse going on with a couple of my friends when they were in high school and they ended up going to therapists and stuff like that because they were like well I'm not gonna talk to my mom and dad about this and whatever yeah. and so yeah. it's like right. if if I know one of my friends I'm like if she would have been in therapy <laughs> earlier on she never would have been in that type of relationship because she would have felt like she could have somebody to talk to because she never felt like she could talk to her parents. Mm-hmm. And some people have that relationship. Like you, you said, my parents never talked to me about that kind of stuff. So it's like if you don't have a relationship with your child where it's like, oh, we don't really talk about that or whatever, then it's like find them time with somebody who they can talk to it about. Yeah. Right. Because it, that's really, really important. And it's like therapy is such an incredible thing for just like day-to-day problems too that in like and when you're young and hormonal things feel humongous to you that it's like this is actually pretty minor and like Mm -hmm. but a therapist knows how to talk about these things and put things in perspective and give you coping mechanisms for things that are just like day-to-day that everybody deals with Mm -hmm. therapy is like the greatest thing I have no problem. I've been going since I was 19, to tell you the truth. It's the best. I mean, I haven't gone since the last several years, but I went to a lot of sessions with people. It really helped me out a lot. It's just mm-hmm. I remember one how... time I told your father, I said, I made you an appointment with your therapist, <laughs> and he was like, really? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like, need to go. Amazing. I yeah, you really do. need to get in there. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. When you go, it's like you talk about You're these things, and then all of a sudden you have these revelations of like, oh, yeah, like that makes mm-hmm. so much sense. Like why I'm thinking about it this way or why this feeling has come up and stuff like that. Oh, so like, many relationships, it's all about like a power power it's like everybody's tugging and wanting more power in their relationship right. and a lot of times it's just right. all you have to do is start communicating yeah mm-hmm. just stop with the i need to win and you need right. to you know, yeah, I, and just communicate yeah. look at the examples they have now in our media our media is going to destroy oh, this yeah country you cannot you look at in, in any of our leaders for any sort of no, relationship <laughs> oh god no well here's healthy exa- relationships here you go. Not, here's an example right here it's on the screen right now okay uh, ABC News did an interview with Barack Obama, former president of the United States. Yeah, Barack Obama it. criticized the open borders between Mexico and the United States. He criticized That's the open it's borders. It's a freaking disaster. ABC News cut it out of the interview. Oh, why? Because, because they they're want, not they responsible want, journalists. Because <laughs> they don't want him talking about criticizing the open borders. Anything, they, yeah. Because he didn't defend Biden, and they don't like that. No. He, uh. oh, did you ever notice Obama never went near Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. Biden was always like 20 feet behind him. He didn't him. even endorse him until the 11th hour. <laughs> Obama knew exactly where we're getting with Biden. He knew exactly. And now he, he criticized Thanks the open borders. Thanks for the warning, Obama. <laughs> well, he tried. Try to tell you, look, I wouldn't. I'm not going to endorse this guy until the very last second. I want you to get a hint, for Christ's sake. Yeah. But he criticizes open borders. The former president of the United States gets cut from an interview, that part of the interview, uh, so you yeah. can't hear him say it. And Obama's been a media darling forever. No, forever, yeah. So now he's not anymore, apparently, because hmm. well, there's nothing in it for the news. They don't care about Obama anymore. Don't care about him at all. It's only the current people. They should care about all the people sitting there sweltering in the heat, that would be suffering at the border. They should care about them, maybe. There's no oh. doubt about it. I, I just seriously, I, I, and one of the reasons I even brought that up. Do you think we're going to get to a point in this country where the media is going to drive even more people? To, I'm, they find, just found another guy, by the way, in a dumpster because they're talking about that woman that was Why? in the dumpster. 
Found another guy in a dumpster on fire. Where? Uh, down south. Uh, they put, threw him in a dumpster and then set him on fire. Now, this is some violence. Now, why yeah. is it? Why are we so violent right now? Maybe it's because you watch television. Anything out of Hollywood is disgusting. Well, I think it's just uh, the way things have gone. It's like nobody has self-respect or this respect for life. Yeah, just exactly. I yeah. mean, it's like we're becoming animalistic to each other and yep. just impulsive and could care less. I mean, I see it in teenagers. No, it's like their their empathy and sympathy is completely gone, and yep. I feel like we're raising a bunch of sociopaths. Did you hear about that 16-year-old <laughs> that ran over those bicyclists in yeah, Texas? No. He's doing this, I don't, it's called something, where they have a truck, a diesel truck or something, and they and they try to blow smoke at, at cyclists on the road. Boy, that's funny. Just to be <sighs> dickheads, yeah. I guess. I don't know why you would want to do this. And he did it to this, a group that was behind, and then he went up to the uh, bigger group in front and tried to do it, and somehow ran them over. Oh he was released at the scene. Okay. I'm thinking this kid should probably be on a, you know, 30-day hold to make sure he's not nuts or something. Who does this well, kind of stuff? Be considered to me reckless driving. When, no. story, ah, when you're doing minimum. stupid crap in a vehicle. Like, even if it's like going in a parking lot and doing donuts in the wintertime on the snow, that's considered reckless driving, yeah, you know? And I don't understand why they wouldn't pin him for that. I don't either. Oh, Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's like he's 16 and he's pulling this crap. I mean, I just don't get it. Well, and there's also, I think, it's the called S- Rolling Coal, by the way. Rolling Coal. I wasn't here for this, but that's what the viewers say or oh. listeners. Oh, okay. Rolling Coal. Well, I Cute. think there's also that aspect of like, you can't say anything right anymore. No. Like, no matter what you do. Like, I was reading a story about Mila Kunis was talking about how she has, they have two young kids, and she's like, we rarely bathe our kids. They're right. just like, unless, they don't they're, bathe unless they're visibly dirty, like, what's the point? Right. Like, just, right. if, they're, if they're visibly dirty, you give a kid a bath. But, like, they swim in the pool, they're in the sprinkler, they're, you know, like... You don't yeah. really need to give them a bath all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all this stuff. And all these people were just outraged. And it was like, now it's cute to not bathe. What about segregation and how black people used to not be allowed what? in swimming oh pools? And it's God. like, what? Does that, what? Like, where did yeah. that even yeah. talk about? A quantum <laughs> leap. What? That's a quantum leap this right there. This woman's just talking oh, about her, how she is like, oh. you know, and I agree. Like, we don't, ba- like, some people bathe their kids every night. I'm like, that's. I, that's I don't have time for that. Guys, your skin out. I know. I yeah. got on the Next Door app thinking that maybe that would be something I wanted to do. And of course, once again, <laughs> oh, the turkey population is getting so huge that it's dangerous. What do you have against turkeys? <laughs> They're, they were here before you were. You should love turkeys. You're I, a horrible human being because you don't like turkeys. I'm like, oh my God. The thread was like I know, pages long it's about like people fighting about whether or not turkeys were good. I know. I just <laughs> got in an argument on next door too. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, when we had those storms come through, I had three tornadoes within a 15 mile radius of my house. What kind of drink is that? Huh? What kind of drink is a tornado? A tro- oh, no. well, yeah. <laughs> three tornadoes. No. I bet there's a cocktail oh, called. I bet there, there is. Sure there is. Oh, Let's see. Here we go. No. There was one in Savage, one in Apple Valley that oh was like God. maybe um, 
half a mile from my house and then there was there was one in Egan okay we didn't (laughs) hear the sirens there was no sirens okay whatever well I've had it where you know when you get the amber alerts on Mm -hmm. your phone they also do weather alerts like if you're Mm -hmm. in an area where they're talking you know tornadoes strong winds I've gotten those alerts I didn't have any notifications on my phone Mm -hmm. so I went on next door to see what people were saying and they're like and I'm like you know Everyone's like, oh, you know, all these trees are down and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, what this weird thing was is that I didn't get any alerts on my phone, that I didn't hear any sirens go off. And then, of course, the argument, well, sirens are supposed to be for people who are outside to seek shelter. I'm like, well, nobody's out at 3 in the morning. Right. You know, and that's when the storms came through. And, um, and I'm like, I said, okay, fine, whatever. But nobody got alerts on your on the phone. And then just everybody was just, it was just like, all these weather experts all of a sudden started oh, chiding and you're like I and just am trying to no, question. I said all I'm asking is why did we not get an yeah. alert on our phones you know yeah. and then of course I think it was Fox News or Fox 9 News they had to put out a story of why the sirens <laughs> weren't going off because I oh, think it's gosh. been it was blowing up on next door it was blowing up on social media because uh, people were upset because yeah. it's like yeah. we mm-hmm. had you know, I mean, there weren't strong tornadoes, but we had a lot of trees and trees that were getting like sliced off halfway up. And we're talking, you know, seventy-foot pine trees oh, that wow. could have that could have hurt somebody. I Absolutely. mean, one one little poor little girl got killed in Mankato yep. with those storms because yep. they were camping and a tree fell on their tent. <sighs> but uh, you know, luckily nobody was injured or severe injuries and damage to homes in our area. But still, it's just like. Hey, get! We need to seek shelter if there's tornadoes in the area. Yeah. At least in the basement. I was up in my room sleeping. I didn't even hear the storm come through. Right. So you know, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I know you can just see things just go out of control. And next door is going to be the next yeah, Facebook if it continues. Awesome yeah. <laughs> don't even. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's like I only use Facebook for if I need something specific. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Like to sell a trike. Yeah. <laughs> like, does anybody have, like, I, my kids are going to need winter boots. Like, I'll look on there on Marketplace, and that's like how I'll use Facebook. Yeah, and every okay. once in a while, I'll post a picture of something. That's how I am. It's either yeah. work, or every once in a while, I'll post a picture of my dog or something yeah. cute. Yeah, that's fun. pretty much Otherwise, yeah. it's just like you're just going to, yeah, you can't mm-hmm. see anything no. correct. Mm-mm. Well, if the listeners at home want to make three tornadoes, you're going to need <laughs> one part whiskey, rum, vodka, and tequila, and oh. two parts Coke. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh. That sounds like one of the worst cocktails that exists. Well, look, I think you want to get drunk fast. Maybe that's yeah. why yeah. I didn't like, hear get the drunk sirens. before the tornado. <laughs> yeah. That's why she didn't that's hear the sirens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have three of those. If you're I alive even... in the morning, oh, then I'm God. impressed. Oh, speaking of, speaking of whiskey... Dave found his new favorite whiskey. It's called Screwball. Have anybody ever heard of Screwball whiskey? I have heard of Screwball, yeah. It is delicious. It tastes like peanut butter. Ooh. And, like, the after, when you first take a shot of it, yeah, you can taste the whiskey. Then all of a sudden it, like, turns to peanut butter in your mouth. You're like, 
oh, I can get so messed up on this stuff. Because <laughs> it's just like one of those things that just tastes delicious. But yeah, Screwball, that's Dave's new favorite. And he says hi to everybody, by the way. When is he coming in? I haven't seen Dave in a long time. He, yeah, is, he is currently filming his new TV show mm-hmm. in an undisclosed area. Undisclosed area. He won't be back till... The backyard. Mid-November. <laughs> area 50. Oh, yeah. wow. So he's been gone since the end of August. It's been oh. hard. I've been the only adult dealing oh, with the yeah. kids. But, right. you know, that's what he's got to do for his job. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited. But I am going to see him. We're going on the Chris Jericho cruise at the October 21st through the 25th. And so I'm excited for that. And I get to bring my two older boys. And it's like my first vacation vacation with them. So I'm super excited for that. I just, my boys are just ecstatic that I'm going. Because I couldn't go the last time. Because at the time I was pregnant. And uh, this was before I had the miscarriage. And um, you ca- you cannot go on a cruise if you're past 24 weeks. Oh, okay. They won't even if it's by a day. Really? They won't let you on. So I was mm-hmm. I was I didn't go on the cruise, and it was too, after I had the miscarriage. It was too late for me to sign up to go. So I'm excited to go this time with the boys. Excellent. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in again. Like I said, yes, very very thank brave. You for talking and, about I'm it. Sure yeah. Really helpful. Yeah, and if you know if you know somebody that is dealing with domestic violence or domestic abuse or you are somebody, there are ways to to uh, reach out and find help. There's shelters in the area, but I do have a phone number real quick. Um, if you want to look up a hotline number and give it to somebody or whatnot, uh, the, the national domestic hotline number is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. And everything is very private. You can actually chat, you know, instead of calling somebody, you can do a chat online with somebody through right, that website, right. and it's the the hotline.org. That's the website that you can go to. Excellent. Well, thank you again for coming in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.